Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Average Joe's Podcast. My name is Mike Van Ehrman, along with my co-host, Sam Hiller. we got another great episode for you today. Today is going to be all about nationals. We're going to go through each and every pool. We're going to identify some key games uh, We're going to uh, and some key matchups. And we're also going to uh, uh, talk about the schedule and the f- potential formula for uh, Sunday's bracket. And then we're going to make our picks for the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the national championship game. So getting right into it, we have Pool A which is Kent State, Central Michigan, Towson, UWP, and uh, a miscellaneous smattering of, what were those three teams again? It was uh, Moody Bible, Louisville, and uh, North Texas. North Texas, yeah. So uh, those will all, now, can they win? Have we decided that yet? Um, I know we put some of the Kevin Swiss to vote earlier. I don't know if they can win or not. Okay, yeah. As as I understand it right now, they are uh, they are unfortunately unable to take a win. So any team that plays them, uh, they will just be granted an automatic win. Um, and the good news, the good news is everybody in Pool A plays the miscellaneous team, so everybody in Pool A will get a win. Right, which case. which is important, and <clears throat> and it also you know it it prevents people from losing a game. You know, if a team drops and you know one team only gets two games on day one instead uh-huh. of three, you know, you obviously want to play. You know. We're we're going all going to Kentucky to play dodgeball, so it's not like we want to uh, be missing any games. So, so that's good. So, what do you think uh, is the biggest matchup uh, in your opinion for uh, Pool A? Uh, I'm gonna say it's the Kent CMU game. Um, I would say Kent Towson, but they actually don't play each other this year. Uh, so I think that you have two teams go three and zero. But um, Kent CMU will be a great game. Um, you have a team that's like mostly almost a hundred percent on throwing because they don't they're not the best catching team and now that Billy Cameron is out as well, uh, they don't have their blocking that they normally do. So you do all their throwing against Central Michigan who has maybe three throwers, four throwers, but they have of their eleven or twelve players they're going, they have eleven or twelve really good catchers. Right. So um, <laughs> it'll be interesting offense defense dynamic that we'll also see in the next pool. I'm not going to spoil it, but we'll see that in the next pool as well. Um, yeah, I was going to pick uh, Kent State and CMU for my game to watch just because, you know, it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, power arms versus, you know, power catching, as I, I should call it. Uh, you know, people like Wes Peters versus Camden Fulmer um, and Dan Shackelford. Um, people who are, you know, people like uh, Brett and Brett Hadwin and Wes Peters, you know, are they going to be able to <clears throat> pull out a big catch here and there just to be able to, to keep their team in it? And I think if they, you know, if they're able to bury, um, if they're able to bury, you know, Camden Fulmer, Dan Shackford, um, and a couple other of their good players, uh, they have a real chance of taking down Kent. Um, I, I do want to say that I think that the, the health of Bryce Corey's shoulder is very important because if he's not able to throw like he's been able to throw in the past, I think Kent uh, will end up taking this one because, you know, as as great as <clears throat> as great as catching is, and I I, th- I honestly believe it's one of the most important parts of the game. Uh, I do believe that you know they need some throwing, and if their best thrower in Bryce isn't 100% and he's only throwing you know 55 miles an hour instead of you know 65 miles an hour or 70, I think that's a huge advantage. Uh, for Kent, obviously, just because I feel like that they will still be able to play good enough defense uh, to withstand, you know, a, a somewhat lighter throwing team. Okay, I, I actually have a question for you. Um, what would you say like is a good percentage for a good catcher, like a good catch percentage? Um, I mean, of of balls that are thrown at them in general or catchable, you know, I think balls that they go for catches on. Balls that they go for catches on. I think you should, if you go for it, it should be about seventy percent. Yeah. So if you think about that, what would you say a good hit percentage is? Uh, well, I mean, there's like obviously... an on-target throw. All right. Well, I mean, there's obviously things to take into consideration, like killing the shot clock, or you know, just you know, covering somebody where your throws aren't 100 percent, you know, your throws aren't 100 percent, you know, mm-hmm. intended for a kill. So there's uh, a little bit of variation in that. I would say probably 25 to 30 percent of your throws that aren't intended to kill the clock, or you know, cover somebody, or you know. Yeah, 25 yeah. to 30% of your throws that are 100% intended to take down an opponent, I think that, I think that's a good uh, good number-ish. So you think that catchers have a better ability than throwers? Well, I think that they, the catchers, they should be more selective, uh, you know, 
catches that they go for. I mean, yeah. obviously, you as yes. a catcher, you're not going to go for something that's a foot and a half above your head. Yeah. I mean, unless it's... Well, I might. Well, you might, because you're a little goofy sometimes. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I think catchers are a lot more selective with what they go for. You know, throwers, I mean, if they see, you know, a, a two-foot window, they might try and take it, and, you know, they might get blocked. I mean, think of how many balls every game are blocked. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just... I think it's it's you know by nature of you know blocking or I'm sorry catching versus throwing I think by nature it's you know it's a little bit easier to to control yourself you know when you're only doing catches versus when you're throwing you know the the opponent has a ball to block the mm-hmm. opponent has a teammate covering them so you know again the the catching edge definitely weighs on CMU in this yeah. um, but I still believe you know that if they <clears throat> if they still need some Firepower, offensive firepower to take down Kent just because they do have a good defense. See, I think Central has by far the best chance this pool. Even if Towson played Kent, I think Central has the best chance of beating Kent State, but I still think Kent State's going to run away with this one. Um, I just think that, you know, first of all, Central only having 11 or 12 players is going to be killer because there's three less players you have. Even if it's just three players just standing on the court, three less players for them to get hit. Um, and then I just don't think that Central has the arms. Like, I, I, I disagree with you when, I, when you say that catching is 70% and throwing is 25 30%. I would say throwing is like 40 to 50%. I would say catching is 50 to 60%. But when they have more players, more arms throwing at you, I would say, you know, realistically, when you have team throws and stuff like you, which is what Kent State's going to do, hopefully, I think that Central <laughs> might be in a little bit of a world of hurt here. But um, I would put it... Um, Kent State three and zero. I would put Towson three and zero. Okay. Even though we'll talk about Towson in a second, I'd say Central Wisconsin Platteville they don't play each other either, and they both go one and two, and I think the Wisconsin will go zero uh, oh and four. Well, obviously they would go on four if they're. Well, know, I'm saying like even they could. Even if they could. Even if they could win. Okay. Well, you know that'll be interesting to see because. Um, in, in my opinion, and I and I don't know much about the roster of the miscellaneous team, but I'm assuming that a lot of their more dedicated and a lot yeah. of their more talented players are going to be traveling. So that could be, you know, like a mini all-star team. Yeah, that but could, what, I think, what I think is that they're just not going to have the strategy to compete. Okay. Well, and, you know, obviously a lack of team cohesion yeah. could definitely, you know, definitely hinder that. Um, but the the interesting interesting thing about Towson, I'm definitely going to, you know, Towson and CMU is definitely the, the second most uh, interesting game, yeah. to me at least, because uh, unfortunately Joe Tobin is not able to travel yeah. this weekend. Well, not only that, but they lost, I think, two or three other players because of school priorities. Right. Well, and so, you know, Jonathan Shaw is going to have, uh, Jonathan Shaw is going to take over a lot of the, um, a lot of the the number one thrower, the guy mm-hmm. who you're going to look to to get that big kill, just because Joe, you know, Joe is unfortunately not able to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be another sort of, you know, how healthy is Bryce? How well are Wes and Brett Hadwin uh, executing their catches? Because you know, if they can, if they can take out, you know, Jonathan Shaw um, and you know, a lot of their other big throwers, you know, their top three throwers with with a catch or two. I mean, I, I honestly believe that CMU would be able to take down Towson. Yeah. But you know, if if uh, John if uh, John Shaw gets off to a hot start, you know, if if they uh, if you know Wes accidentally throws a, a bad catch. I think it's going to heavily weigh the the odds in Towson's favor just because, you know, the the three top players, in my opinion, of Central are Bryce, um, Brett, and Wes. Oh, you went on a limb there. I'm sorry? I said you went out on a limb there. I apologize for going out on a limb there. But, I mean, past that, you know, they have, they're still good catchers, but from what I've seen, the, just the firepower isn't there. And Towson's been doing this for a year or two now. Towson is, they're getting, they're getting better. They're mm-hmm. getting, you know, their team throws down. They're getting their counters down. So the what I've seen on YouTube, I definitely think that Towson has a really good chance of beating CMU, like you said. Um, so I'm definitely going to be uh, interested in watching. I think uh, we're commenting we're on that game, so I'll definitely be able to give you an update after uh, day one yeah. of nationals on that. But that's my prediction. Um, I'm really hoping that it's going to be you know a good match, you know two to one, three to two, something like yeah. that. So uh, so we'll see how that pans out from there. Now. Pool B is also an interesting pool. Uh, we have University of Kentucky, our gracious host school, Michigan State, uh, Bowling Green, and Penn State Penn making State. their uh, NCDA debut 
uh, down in Lexington. Definitely not an easy uh, an easy feat making your your debut at nationals where teams are arguably at their best. You know they've got a full season under their belt. So uh, give them a lot of credit for for you know manning up and saying we're gonna we're gonna get this done now. So what are your thoughts about Pool B right now? Uh, this is a two horse race unless Penn State ends up being crazy. I honestly. Don't know if anybody knows a single thing about Penn State. We know absolutely nothing about Penn State. So I think that this could be one of those, like, they could come out and be the best team in the world, or they could come out and be the average right. new team. Um, I think that that UK-MSU game decides the pool pretty easily, unless Michigan State could drop that game against Bowling Green, because 7.30 in the morning, like... I will still be sleeping. Yeah. I will actually be rolling out a cot onto the court <laughs> and sleeping. Yeah. Um, I don't fall asleep till like three because my job. So <laughs> this will be interesting. But um, yeah, what do you think? I you know this it's definitely going to be uh, in my opinion the big game is uh, UK Michigan State. Uh, it's it's going to come down to how well um, the UK protects Wes, um, their big thrower. Last time that Michigan State played UK, UK had six balls. And instead of team throwing, they just formed, like, a protective cocoon yeah. around Wes, and he just, you know, kept throwing, and we had two or three balls to block with. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't really a recipe for success. You know, if, if Michigan State can get off to a hot start and, you know, get a few kills off the opening rush, possibly bury some of their big arms, um, I, think they have to, I think that they have a, a very good chance. It's, it's, they're they're going to have to play a flawless game, though. They're, they're, they can't start off slow. Mm-hmm. They can't, you know throw catches. <clears throat> one um, one trait of this Michigan State team this year that has been sometimes uh, their catches that they throw come in bunches. You know, they'll have one point where they won't throw a single catch and then the next point they'll throw six. Yeah. So they need to be, they need to execute, they need to um, strategize well and they need to play almost flawlessly because you, like I've said several times in this podcast before, UK is one of the top teams in the nation, if not the top team. And obviously, you know, it's going to take a little bit more than just coming together and saying, go team, to take them down. Yeah, I agree. And I have been saying, uh, go, go team. team. But um, I do think we can beat Kentucky. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy. But um, I do think we can definitely take them. Um, we have the catching. We have the teamwork, you know. Um, it'll just come down to... Which teams, like I said in the last one, Michigan Kent and Central, well, they're throwing, neutralizing, or catching, or out catching, neutralizing, or throwing. Because right. I think our throwing is better than their catching. So if we can neutralize their throwing with our catching and defense, then we can out throw their catchers. Hopefully. So. I mean, and that's obvious, that obviously remains to be seen, but, you know, I'm from what I remember, and I know they were a little short staffed uh, at Ohio State earlier in the year. But I just remember, you know, them playing pretty good defense. Um, I think they beat us four nothing. Yeah. So they played, you know, they played pretty good defense. So I don't know if I mean I'm assuming that recipe is still in place. You know, the playing good defense. So you know, we need to find a way to break that. Uh, and if we don't, we're in them for a long day. Well, I think their defense when they played us was more offense. Well, like the best. Defense is a good offense. Like their their whole defense is just standing on our neutral zone line, so that we couldn't get off the baseline and we couldn't throw and mm-hmm. we couldn't do anything. They would just pick us off. And that was that was their defense. Well, it, so, it was a good defense. It was it a worked. great defense. Yeah, right. I'm just saying that. Like, I don't know if we've ever seen them, Michigan State versus Kentucky, where they've been forced to play defensively as opposed to offensively. And I think if that happens, then Michigan State could. Could definitely take them. Yeah, I mean, but let's let's not take anything away from them because I mean, they're still great athletes, and I still think that if they if they are forced to go back to their line, you know, even if you know Michigan State gets a three person team throw on the left side and you know a blocker on the right side or a blocker or two on the right side, and they don't count, let's say for the moment that they don't counter, you know, they're gonna have seven balls and you know they're gonna come up to the neutral zone line, so. We just need to find a way to to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, and I'd be lying to you if I said I knew exactly how to do it right now. But you know, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm, at least I'm gonna try. So yeah. we'll we'll that remains to be seen as well. Yeah, um, I do think Kentucky is the favorite for this pool. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, 
you know, can't count out Michigan State. Can't, no, you can't. But then you can't count out Bowling Green against Michigan State either. So no, they and uh, you can't count Penn State because nobody knows anything about them. We know we know absolutely nothing about Penn State, and let's just uh, I'm gonna put this out here right now. Hopefully that I don't know if anyone from Penn State listens, but uh, next year we are going to and people from Ohio State, and Nebraska. Well, well, but you know we can and Maryland and Maryland is now joining the Big Ten. We're gonna hopefully have a Big Ten uh, classic, the uh, dodgeball uh, Big Ten dodgeball classic uh, at. Michigan State next year, uh, probably in October, early October, mid-October-ish. So, um, so Penn State, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to have you. We'd like to get this thing, uh, this ball rolling. Obviously, you know, Nebraska would be included, Ohio State's included, Maryland's included. Well, Maryland so. can't come for one more year. Maryland can come. It counts. <laughs> and if Rutgers, if Rutgers has a ball team or that dodgeball team, we'll count them too. That's they fine. might. They can just get Mike Rice to be their coach. Oh, okay. Well, then then Mike Rice can actually throw balls at people. Yeah. That's totally legit. <laughs> Rutgers. We might have found a new job for your uh, old head coach. Um, let's talk about uh, Bowling Green and Penn State before we get a chance right. to move on to the next pool. Um, Bowling Green, um, good catching team. Yes. They have just a couple power throwers. Brady. Brady and a couple other guys. I think one of their names is Tyrell. Um, I think I said that on the All-Star Game list. Uh, he's a good power thrower. Um, they need to catch. Yes. I think we all agree that yes. they need to catch. And so he needs to step up to help Brady. I don't know, a lot of time we just focus on like one player for a team because that's that. But this is the one team you can actually focus on like one player. They need somebody else to be like a, a Robin right. to Batman of Brady. Or else they're going to go 1-2 and two or 0-3. Oh so... Well, and uh, the the interesting thing that I've noticed, um, they you know they're they're a solid catching team, but what they also need to, to cut down on is the amount of catches that they throw. Yeah. I've noticed that they've they're a little bit prone to, to a couple of solo throws, you know, and maybe an ill-advised cross here or there that ends up floating, you know, six feet off the ground and is an easy catch. So you know. If they can, you know, if they can rally around Brady and, you know, Brady's a great leader. I mean, if Brady, yeah. the longer Brady's in that game, the better for them because I think he definitely keeps them grounded and he keep he's, you know, sort of the glue that keep that keeps that team together. So the longer that Brady is in the game, you know, the the better it is for BGSU. Yeah. Obviously, not even from a physical standpoint, you know, because he's a good thrower, he's a good catcher, I mean, he's a good all-around player. Um, but it just as a leader, from a leadership standpoint, he's definitely an important arguably the most um, uh, important player out on the court, you know, just to just to make sure that they are, you know, executing executing their throws, you know, not doing solo throws, not, you know, picking bad targets, you know, that have, you know, four blocks or anything like that. So I'm definitely uh, pulling for uh, BG uh, to go at least one and two just because I feel like that they have been in the league long enough that they know what to do. I'm, you know, not knowing anything about Penn State, you know, knowing it's their except for knowing that it's their first I heard match. Penn State ever. has a ninety mile per hour thrower. They have a ninety mile an hour thrower. Well, then I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I no, just made that up. I know you made that up. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I definitely, I, I, I would expect BG to take down Penn State just because you know it's going to be a tale of experience versus not experience. Uh, having said that, I do believe that uh, Michigan State will be able to handle Bowling Green, and I do believe that UK will be able to handle Bowling Green. Uh, it's just you know. But any given Saturday in this in this uh, league, you know, there's I've seen crazier things happen. You know, I've seen big upsets before. So keep your eyes open. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Penn State, for joining, and thank you, Zach, for putting Penn State in our pool because Penn State is one of those schools I've always wanted to play. Like I've always wanted to play Penn State, Indiana, Wisconsin, and obviously Michigan. Michigan. And um, so I'm just excited to play Penn State. Yeah, it's the two, well, the two land grant institutions. There you go. Um, battling it out on the dodgeball court. Uh, maybe we get a trophy next year or something. That's actually what they intended when they created both schools. You know, back in the 1800s, they were like, oh, you know, 100 years, 200, almost 200 years from now, you know, they'll play dodgeball against <laughs> each other, and whoever wins will be the the uh, better school. That's actually what they intended. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, and thank you, Penn State, for beating Michigan this year. That one. Yeah, time. I appreciate that. Was pretty that. cool. That made me feel a little better. Um, and thank you, Louisville, for beating Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll move to Pool C now. Uh, in Pool C, you have the number one seed, JMU. Uh, the two seed is Grand Valley. The three seed is Miami. And the four seed is NSULA, which is Northwestern State. That's the Louisiana school for the people that don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on this pool? Well, I'm definitely... Um 
I hope that the JMU Grand Valley game is not during. It's during oh, it's during it's one during of our game games. Against Penn State. Okay, because uh, I remember when we were playing against, I think it was Nebraska at Chicago, uh, Grand Valley, and James Madison was was going on next to us, um, and it was you know James Madison took the if I recall correctly they took the first point on Grand Valley at Chicago, so they came yeah, out. Yeah, they did. So and I think and they almost took the second point. And they almost halftime. took the second point before halftime, but. Um, I believe that Grand Valley ended up winning uh, three to one. So I mean, it, it's not a lopsided score by any means, and you know, James Madison has come out fast before. I think it was two to one. Two to one, okay, but I mean, yeah. even closer. Yeah. Um, James Madison, you know, the couple of times that we've played them, they've come out fast. You know, when we played them at Nationals last year, they came out fast. When they played them at Bowling Green this year, they came out fast. When they came, we played them at Chicago, they came out fast. So, you know, I'm actually picking. Uh, I'm uh, picking. James Madison to take the first point just because, you know, that's the history of what I've seen in their young program. Um, but I, I, I will pick Grand Valley to win that game just because, A, the history, you know, at Chicago, mm -hmm. and B, I feel like that they James Madison has a lot of people who throw hard, but they don't necessarily throw as accurately as, you know, you'd, you'd expect. So... And I feel like Grand Valley, you know, a lot of their hard throwers, you know, they'll hit you in the shin. They'll hit you, you know, wherever mm -hmm. you give them an opening. So I feel like that matchup right there, even from a pure throwing-on-throwing throwing standpoint, I think Grand Valley definitely has an edge. Um, so I'm also looking for people like Kevin Bailey to come up big. Kevin you know, Pitcher Bailey. Kevin Pitcher Bailey to come up big. Um, in you know in the clutch like he's done several times before. Why why do people call him Kevin Pitcher Bailey? Because now? that was his nickname when he got it. I have no idea why he's Kevin Pitcher Bailey, but he is. He's forever in my heart. Kevin forever, Pitcher, Kevin Pitcher Bailey. That Kevin Pitcher Bailey or forever in <laughs> Sam's heart. Um, but no, seriously, I feel like that you know that they've got some catchers. You know, they're not the the all around. You know, they're not like you know a team that is full of catchers, uh -huh. but they definitely have some people who are good enough where they can neutral neutralize people like um, Sizemore, who's got a good arm. Mm -hmm. uh, Grommer has a good arm. Hess <coughs> has a good arm. Um, and I feel like that between people like Mark and Dylan Fettig, uh, who can try and you know, throw those out, or they have people like Kevin Bailey who can uh, who can catch those people. I think that it's definitely leaning in the direction of Grand Valley, but again, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I have a Grand Valley winning this game um, because I have them as either the second or third best throwing team in the NCDA, and probably the fourth or fifth best catching team in the NCDA. Right. And I don't think that James Madison is up there within either category. Um, but they, but James Madison does have good teamwork, and they've they've exhibited that in the past, beating quality teams. Yes. So I'm, I'm not I'm not dissing James Madison. I'm more praising Grand Valley. Right. No, I think they're sense. easily the best team in the country this year. Grand Valley. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that they've got it all. Um, they got good good cohesion, good teamwork, uh, good strategy and stuff. Um, they'll have the three best players on the court in this game. Um, that's always a key thing. Um. Honestly, I just think that they're gonna win this one like three to one, three to nothing. Some, something like well, something uh, similar to the last score, but I think that they'll take the first two points. And I think they'll just kind of go away with it. You know, it, it may not be, um, it may not be as uh, as high scoring as that. You know, it might it might be two to nothing or mm -hmm. maybe you know two, one to nothing, depending. Because from what I remember playing against uh, James Madison. You know they played when they it's they call it conserve. Um, they do their the, the stall technique basically. Uh -huh. um, they do it very well, uh, especially when they get down to six players, five players. Mm -hmm. You know they 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 execute that very well. They did it to us both at uh, Chicago and at yeah. uh, Bowling Green. So, you know it may not be and I, and I know Grand Valley can definitely be conservative when they when they choose to be obviously yeah. and and they run that well too, but. I feel like that if one team starts to do it, I feel like that the other team is just going to do it as well, just, you know, just not to force anything because, you know, if you're if you're trying to go all out, you know, if, if Michigan State is playing Grand Valley and Grand Valley is, you know, has seven balls on the baseline and we're, you know, going all out, you know, yeah, throwing it's, every it's chance dumb. we get, we're not going to have yeah, a chance. Yeah. So, I feel like that if either team decides to slow it down, 
then I feel like they might not be as high scoring as three to nothing. I think you know it could there could be two total points. I think it could be one to nothing. I mean, one to nothing would be a little bit of a stretch for me, but I mean, I th- my prediction for the score, the final score of the game would be two to nothing. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I mean, we can disagree. I, I think it'll be a little high scoring. No, Not like high scoring, but like just average scoring. Four, three or four total points. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and else in that pool are Miami and SULA, and Sulo, however you want to say that. And um, I guess Miami's doing a little better this year than they did last year, which is cool. Absolutely. Um, uh, I like that because they're they've been around the league for a long time. You know, they've only gone a couple nationals. Well, and so, let's let's hope that they're healthy this year because if I remember yes. correctly, last year we had them during pool play and they got plagued by injuries. Uh, I don't specifically remember. I think one player had a rolled ankle, another yeah. player had a bad knee or something like that. So let's hope that they are healthy this year. That they are at, you know they're able to put the full fifteen you know functional bodies on the court. Um, so and let's hope that it lasts Saturday and Sunday because obviously we don't want injuries on anybody. Yeah, and then the NSULA team. Um, let's hope they have their full roster. I know the past couple nationals they haven't had their full roster, but they when they have their best players, they're pretty, they're very athletic and very talented. They don't really have the the strategy and the cohesion and the teamwork unless they fix that. But um, they only played one game this year. They lost North Texas four to two. Okay, um, that's a high scoring game. That is a high scoring game. So. Um, I think that'll be like the battle for third place because I think Jamie and Grant Valley are clearly the two. ten steps ahead of them. So, um, what do you think? Well, and well, first of all, you said that North Texas is one of the um, teams that is the, the miscellaneous. miscellaneous team. Yeah. So, I mean, if they you know had a four to two showing, you know, maybe the people that are from North Texas that are on that miscellaneous yeah. teams are going to be you know potential all stars. So yeah. that's a that's another thing to uh, to watch out. And I definitely agree about uh, Grand Valley and James Madison being the top two. Um, I definitely would pick that as well. <clears throat> I haven't seen much from Ensula lately, just obviously from the mm-hmm. small sample size of the one game. Oh, nationals. Of, well, the Nationals last year and two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Um, and the one game that they had this year that I unfortunately was not able to see. But uh, I would I would pick Miami just, just because, you know, I've seen them a couple more times. Mm-hmm. I think they've gotten a little bit more experience. They've been around a little longer. Um, so my, my order in this pool... My opinion is it would be Grand Valley 1, James Madison 2, Miami 3, and then Sula 4. No disagreement there. Okay. I agree completely. All right. So now we'll go on to Pool D. This is what I would call the Pool of Death. This is the Pool of Death, according to uh, Sam Heller. Hopefully we didn't infringe on any copyrights from soccer. I think we discussed <laughs> that one time. Uh, but the Pool of Death includes Saginaw Valley State University, uh, <coughs> Ohio State, or I'm sorry, the Ohio State University. <laughs> Uh, Western Kentucky University and DePaul. So we've definitely got. I mean, first of all, Saginaw is um, in, if the, in the, at least the hockey style standings. They were top five team in the country. Uh-huh. Um, Ohio State is definitely no slouch whatsoever. I, th- I don't think they've gotten as many games as, as you know a lot of the other teams. Yeah. But I think the, for, like they're a good catching team. They're, they're they good have catching. a couple power throwers. Well, and I, and they even have more power throwers than they did in the past. Yeah. Because when I saw them at Ohio State, I definitely said to myself, okay, you know what, i got to be a little bit more careful when I'm on the neutral zone, neutral zone line throwing at them. And then one guy hauls off and throws one, and it just hits me in the chest. And I think he popped the ball on my mm-hmm. chest, and I was like, okay, well, now they've got, now they've got some arms. Yeah. So we definitely, you know, they're not – I don't think they're quite as good as they were in the past catching, but I think they're loads better throwing. Yes. So And they're still a good catching team. Let's, yes. let's not take anything away from them in that regard. Um, and then we've also got WKU. Who, whose record, like we've said before, whose record does not reflect their actual talent. Their actual talent is far, by far and away, you know, more and more than what their record shows. They've just played, you know, a top, top two, top three team in the country four times, five times. Yeah. So this and there's a little bit of history here because Western Kentucky beat Saginaw in over. Was it an overtime at the Beast? Yes. It was. It was an overtime. So. This is a really hard one to call. I'm, I, I do like Saginaw. I, you know, just because. Well, yeah, I like the Paul too. Right. I'm. Okay. I'm, I'm I'll get okay. there. Right. Um, I do like Saginaw. Um, just because you know I've seen them, you know, three times this year. Uh, so I would be, I'd be, I would be shocked if they, you know, lost more than one. Um, DePaul, on the other hand, I am hoping will be able to pick up one, but they will. 
You think they will? I'll talk about it. In a Ooh, Sam Heller's gonna make a bold prediction. Say what you want about DePaul, you know, regarding their record, but they have some talent. They have some very uh, Mario Ro- Mario Romanelli. Yeah, they're is, very athletic. It's very athletic, and you know they they do the thing where you know during the opening rush, you know they sit down, and they flop like a fish, and it's really they have a lot of fun, and the other team gets all ten balls. But a Troy Dixon can hurt you in any yeah. way possible. Um, Netzel. Netzel, pretzel, Netzel, or Van Meter, Van Meter. There's um, their all stars. They're all pretty good. What was his name? Is his name uh, Gigantor? Gigantor. I like yeah. Gigantor. He's, and the tree guy too. There's, like a... there's two. They have two uh, NBA players on their team yeah. actually. <laughs> um, but no, they are they are definitely more. I mean, if they sit down and they say, okay, no fish stuff, which would which would be weird because yeah. I, I sort of come to expect fish stuff yeah. from DePaul, and that's why we and no, them. the linked arm things, the, it, the human wall. Well, that the human wall is kind of scary. I will admit. Yeah, you just get, at least you can dodge the fish. That's true. But either way, I I want I'm pulling for DePaul to pick up one just because I know that they're physically talented. But you know, they're goofy. They're gonna make everyone laugh. Okay. They're a ton of fun. We all love them. I'm gonna pick them to go 0 and 3. That's okay. my prediction. Right. Uh this I don't think anyone goes undefeated in this pool though. Really? I I, I, wow. I do believe that. I don't you know, I don't know. Do you, you think know, they all go two and one? Theoretically, yeah. Okay. Um but I don't know. Honestly, I couldn't tell you who's going to lose to who just because it's, like you said, it's the pool of death. It's kind of a crapshoot. Or if they go 2-1, they go 1-2. Right, exactly. Um, but I can't, I can't tell you who I think is going to go 1-2. I think, you know, if I were actually, you know, if I were going to pick someone to go 1-2, it would be Ohio State on the sole basis that I think I personally hold Saginaw and Western Kentucky in a higher regard just from what I've seen. But... I would not be shocked if it were, were reversed in any way possible. Okay. Um, I think that Saginaw is going to go 3-0. Okay. I think it's going to be pretty pretty clear, too. I think that they won that, that game back from West Kentucky. So, they're going to crush them. Not crush, but just beat kind of badly. Okay. Um, I think they'll also beat Ohio State by a decent amount. I mean, they beat Ohio State at Ohio State, and that was with, like, their B-minus roster. They only had, like... Sorry, Spencer said they had like six or seven of their top twenty guys right. at the tournament. So, well, the the interesting thing about Saginaw late or at least this year compared to last year, they're a little bit lighter throwing. Yeah. Um, but what they've, I think that they've made up, you know, for in their, you know, their lack of power that they've had in years past with people who make the right throws. You know, the people who aren't sending, you know, cross-court shots from, you know, corner to corner, the entire court, the whole 90 feet or whatever it is. I know, I hate people that do that. I know, I hate people that do that, like <laughs> Sam Heller. Um, <laughs> no, but, I mean, I think they've made up for that in the sense that they're making smarter throws, and they've, I, I mean, they caught me a couple times when we played at the NBC, yeah. and, I, I mean, I do my best to make sure that when I do throw, it's, you know, a foot off the ground or six inches off the ground, so... I feel like that they're a better catching team than they were last year, even though they're missing a couple of the power arms. And they're well, they, got, they got Elliot and Grayson Hood back for Nationals. Okay. Well, I mean... So there's more power throwing. There's still more power throwing, but it's still not as much as yeah, last year. I agree. Um, I agree. So, and it's not as much as we saw earlier in this year, such as at the MDC and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I it's definitely... it's more than in those tournaments. I'm sorry, correct. Yeah. They now have more than, yeah. uh, than they did at the MDC and yeah. at Ohio State. Um... But, you know, they've made up... I personally believe that they've made up for it in intelligent decisions and not relying on pure physical gifts. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, um, I think they'll go 3-0, though, because I think they're clearly the best in this pool. Okay. Even though, as I said, it's a pool of death, I don't think it's really... I just think they have the most depth in the pool. You don't think it's that tightly contested? No. I think it's like a 1 and then like a 2A, 2B, 2C. Oh, okay. Who are, you picking to, who are you picking to lose to DePaul? Ohio State. You're picking DePaul to lose to Ohio State? It'll be like Wichita State versus Ohio oh, State. okay. I like that. But um, DePaul is pretty... I think they're more athletic than Ohio State. I think they got more throwers than Ohio State. I think that if they can just, you know, pick them off and transition or whatever they do, what DePaul does when they're trying to win. Um, I think that they could beat Ohio State. I really do think they're going to. Okay. And I think West Kentucky's going to... Beat both Ohio State and DePaul. So you're picking Ohio State to go 0-3? I am picking Ohio State to go 0-3. Okay. Even though they're the two seed in this pool, I think they're going to go 0-3. Okay. That's a bold prediction. You know, I I still think that Ohio State's pretty athletic. And, you know, they're probably a top five catching team in the country just 
by you know mm-hmm. by what I from what I've seen uh, limited of them this year, yeah. and I still have confidence that they will at least pick up one game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would pick that against DePaul personally, but. I've been wrong before, and I'll probably be wrong yeah, again in my I've life. I've been wrong a lot lately. So. Oh, you've been wrong a lot. Even though I got second place in the NCAA bracket pool. First of all, though, congratulations, Bomus, oh. NCDA bracket pool champion, dude. He beat me. He beat Hanzo81. I don't know who that is. Okay. I have no idea who that is. But yeah, the, the, we were the top three, so good job, us. That You know what that is right there? That is age and experience. He's yeah. been around long enough to know... The entire history of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> NCAA. So, I'm sorry, NCAA tournament. So, sorry, a little slip of the tongue there. But, yeah, he's been around, you know, for, you know, since the dinosaurs were here. Yeah. So, you know, he... He, he was he, best friends with Doc Naismith. Wow. That's that's a pretty tall order. I know. Um, so, if you... If, if these pools pan out the way you predict they're going to pan out... Yes. Now we now keep in mind we still don't know. No, 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 we have no idea what the formula is. Right, we still don't know the official formula that will be used to decide the seating um, for Sunday. So I mean, this could be you know completely you know 100 right, or this could yeah. be completely ridiculous. Wrong, yeah. But if if I'm sure we'll get some of the teams right. I'm sure we'll get at least one of the teams right. <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, but if you were to pick who would be in your quarterfinal matchup. Who's it going to be? Okay. Um, not saying who's playing who, because right. we don't I have no Matchups, idea. matchups obviously take a big yeah. part of it. Um, like I'll say Kent, Central Michigan, Kentucky, MSU, JMU, GVSU, SVSU, and WKU. Okay. I think they're clearly the eight best teams <laughs> in the country. Okay. Now, for me, it's not too different. I have Kent. And CMU, just like yourself. Okay. I have uh, UK and MSU. I have uh, James Madison and Grand Valley. Okay. And then I have Saginaw and I have Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. You know, I said that they, they you know, they might go, uh, you know, two, one and two on Saturday, but depending on their matchup. Uh, you know, because they're, I mean, like I said, they're an athletic team. They're, you know, if they, let's say they get matched up. Ohio State is a team built for Sunday as well. Exactly. Well, because, you know, obviously, you know, people with power arms, arms get tired. Yeah. So, for instance, if Ohio State gets matched up with a team that have, has had a, a, a little bit of a habit of solo throwing, such as, you know, to an extent, BGSU has had a habit of solo throwing a little too much, I think Ohio State would pick that apart yeah. and not even look back. Yep. So, you know, or, you know, if if Penn State hasn't, you know, grasped, grasped the strategy of it down yet of, you know, when to team throw, when to counter and stuff like that, I think if they get matched up with them, you know, Ohio State could definitely make it to the, the quarterfinals. That's my prediction. Um, I think that I'm just going out on a limb here and saying that WKU is going to get a tough draw okay. on Sunday morning. Or, like or, how they got last year. Like how they got last year. Yeah. Um, and I believe the year before that. I don't quite remember, but I know that they they ended up losing a little bit earlier than that yeah. they expected just because, you know, they played like a Grand Valley. I, I don't remember exactly they who they played. They might have played Saginaw Valley. They might have played Saginaw Valley. I think they played Saginaw Valley in the quarterfinals. Okay, so, right, exactly. So, if you know, if they get something like that, just because if, depending on how much the uh, the formula relies on regular season rankings, you know, WKU could get you know, a little bit higher of a seeded opponent just because they've lost a couple of times. Yeah. Again, I don't know how okay. what that weight is going to be like in yeah. the formula, but that's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. All right. So now, semifinalists. All right. Where are you going to go? You said that very dramatically. That was very dramatic. <laughs> semifinals, Sam. I'm going to go with um, Kentucky. Okay. I'm going to go with Saginaw Valley, Grand Valley, and Michigan State. Kentucky and three Michigan schools. Yeah, I think I still think the balance of power is completely in Michigan this year. Okay. And I think Saginaw Valley has got enough points that they're going to be high enough up. Um, I think Grand Valley, because they're winning against James Madison the day before, is going to knock James Madison down a little bit. I think that they'll be whoever they got to play. And I think Michigan State will be whoever they got to play. Okay. Uh, I think that Michigan State will definitely be the weakest of those four schools. Like talent wise, 
but I think that they can still sneak in if they be if they get Kent State or James Madison. Okay. And um, or like a different like a Central or a, one of the other schools I said. Okay. So yeah, I just think it's those four schools. So, my semifinalists are uh, Kentucky. Okay. I've got James Madison, Grand Valley. And I'm gonna put Michigan State in there just because I'm gonna let my arm fall off before I let us lose because yeah. I, I have I always get a, a very bad case of dead arm second day of nationals but I'm, I'm hoping to, to take a couple of extra pills of ibuprofen and, and bathe in icy hot the night before so I, I think I'll be alright but I mean like you said those are I mean in my opinion those are at least at a very minimum the four of the top five yes. teams uh, in the country um James Madison would have been my my fifth. James Madison would have been fourth. your fifth? Okay. Well, unfortunately, semifinals do not include five teams, That's why Sam. I said only four schools. I know, I'm kidding. Um, but I think that James Madison is ready for an extra step um, from where they were uh, a year ago. Yeah. You know, they obviously shocked the hell out of a lot of people being a first-year team, making it where they made it, give them a lot of credit. Um, I personally believe that they have talent to beat Saginaw. I don't think they – I think they – did they lose to Saginaw at the Beast? Yes. Um, but I, I do believe that they have the talent to beat them. Uh, it, it remains to be seen, you know, how, how what kind of roster they bring, how they specifically play. Same goes for Saginaw. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that they have the ability to. Do you remember the score of that game at the Beast? I didn't look it up. Here, uh, no, it's all right. Okay. Um, but that's, that's my uh, – that's my pick. Obviously, Grand Valley. Obviously, uh, Kentucky. You know, I think those are those are basically a lock. Uh, but I'm hoping it's a little bit of a, it's actually a very biased pick to pick Michigan State to go all the way to the semifinals. You know, but I'm hoping. I think we're gonna do a lot of things right. I hope we do a lot of things right. And if we're wrong, feel free to leave me nasty comments in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, picking your school all the way to the championship. Is it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Yeah, of the podcast. Like, uh, I think they used to do it all the time. Like, Raymer and Heichelbeck of Newton would be like, oh, West Kentucky in the Final Four. And we'd all be like, okay, that's cool. You guys go to West Kentucky, that's fine. You pick that. Um, so, nobody can hate on us for doing this. Us, you think that your school is not going to go to the championship. So. Um, well, and for the record, in my NCAA bracket, I did pick Michigan State to beat Duke. So... You know, in my deep down, I don't know if I really believed it, but you know. I had Duke losing to Creighton. Well, you were just stupid, weren't hey, you? Hey, I got second place. Damn it! <laughs> so, um, your finalists. Who do you have in the finals? Don't pick your champion yet, though. Okay, I won't. So, I, and obviously, this is still dependent on how the Matches, brackets work out. Yeah. You know, it, you know, if it happens like last year, where all four Michigan schools are on one side of the bracket, you know, obviously, there's only going to be one Michigan school in the finals. So. <laughs> Um, my pick for the final would be Grand Valley versus. Now, see, this is a tough decision because Sam is like looking at me <laughs> in anticipation. Who are you gonna pick, Mike? Who are you gonna pick, Mike? I'll look away. You know, I'm. Well, you're still gonna hear me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, realistically, I'm gonna pick UK versus Grand Valley. Okay. Just because, like we've said, those two are in the uh, in the discussion for you know one A and one B. Um, in the in the league, you know, I know Kentucky only has one loss. I think Grand Valley only has one, maybe two. They have one. They have one. Okay. They're ten and one. They're ten and one, and Kentucky seventeen and one. Sixteen. And one. Sixteen. That's my mistake. Okay. So um, I I do believe that those two are the best uh, best two teams in the country, and you know, but if they end up seeing each other in the semifinals or in the quarterfinals, you know, heaven forbid, you know, there's definitely a chance for a team like. Michigan State, James Madison, Saginaw Valley, Kent State, for them to get all the way up there, mm-hmm. it just honestly depends on the formula and how it all works out. I'm going to go with Grand Valley, obviously, because I've already said that I think they're the best in the country. First, the little engine that could, MSU. <laughs> um, <laughs> the I little think, engine that could? I don't know. The little engine that could, it's the fifth seed, but whatever. Oh. We're, uh, um... I think we're destined to beat Grand Valley eventually. We're so destined to. Destined to eventually beat Grand Valley. So, I'm not saying we're going to beat Grand Valley or not, but, but, but spoiler alert. But we're destined. We're, de- we're, we're destined. destined to, okay. <laughs> but so, I, think, I think it's Grand Valley versus UK, and I think Grand Valley can beat UK. I agree. Um, we obviously haven't seen that matchup this year, but I think it's... 
That's kind of like uh, in, That'd the, be like the Clash of Titans, right? in the in the dodgeball world. That is the equivalent to Mayweather Pacquiao at this point. Yeah, that's the match that everyone wants to see. Yeah, and we could have gotten in the first on Saturday. I'm sorry. We could have gotten in on Saturday. But you know, we're gonna get it on Sunday. But, yeah, we'll get it on Sunday. And that's that's important. Yeah. And it's and you know what better what better way to do that on uh, on Sunday when everything's on the line. You know, Good it's point. it's win or Good go point. home. Good point. So if you know, I mean, they're gonna play. You know, if you know, person X's arm is tired on Saturday, they may be like, "Oh, I gotta save my arm for Sunday." No, you do not save your arm when it's Sunday. You say, "I will let my arm fall off." So it, you know, in a winner, winner, win or go home matchup on Sunday between two of the or the two best schools in the country, it's must see television, kids. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'll do my finals first so you can. Bigger champion after I put my champion. Alright. So, going off of boxing reference, <laughs> we are clearly Rocky Balboa. Oh my god. And <laughs> Grand Valley is Apollo Creed. <sighs> but this is Rocky 2, not Rocky 1. Okay, good. So we beat them in the end, but it's like a same time knockout, and but we get up first. Same time knockout? But we get up first. Is that like a reference as to what happened earlier this year? Yes. Okay. It's going like that. Okay. It's a long last house act that it's going to... Do something better this time. Okay. If not, 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 it wasn't his fault, but he's going to, like, catch the ball after it hits his foot, or his ball's going to hit Kevin Pitcher Bailey first. From now on, new rule. On this podcast, you refer to Kevin Bailey, has to be oh. Kevin Pitcher Bailey, and if you refer to Alex, it has to be long last Alex. Act. I sincerely apologize, Kevin <laughs> and Alex. It's Dan's fault. It is Dan's fault, but give him credit, baby. Yeah. It's creative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Michigan State's going to take it over Grand Valley. Okay. I obviously can't pick any other way because I'm the captain, but I do honestly believe that we're going to win the championship this year. Good. Well, you know what? Every team that's going to nationals should believe that they're going to win the championship. Yeah. I am going to give uh, a different perspective just because I don't think that our listeners would like to hear Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State. You know, is going to win everything. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I only said we're going to win the MDC and the. Okay. You only we said were that wrong on MDC, but. <laughs> but we'll make it up this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am still going to go with Grand Valley, but over UK, okay. just because, again, it's it's Mayweather-Pacquiao. It's yeah. something that we all want to see, uh, and thankfully, they're not dodging each other. Um, well, they will be dodging each other. Well, they will be, okay. <laughs> they won't be refusing to play each other, okay? Poor phrasing on my part. I apologize, listeners of Average Shows. Podcast. I think he did that one on purpose. I did not do that one on purpose, I promise. So, you know, I'm still going with Grand Valley. I, you know, it's been two years since they've won. They're pissed about it. It's been three years. Three years who won? It Central. was Central. Yeah, it was Central Central. and Saginaw. That's right, two, two. Cha- two championships. That's three championships. They won in 2010 and 2013. Right, I know, but like the last championship was Saginaw. Yeah, the one, cha- two. Two championships. Yeah, you said it's been two championships. Okay, I meant that they've lost the last two okay, championships. Okay, thank you. Um, so, and they're, and they're pissed about it. They yeah. they have the opinion there's no reason we shouldn't be going out there and, and taking care of business and holding the trophy just like you know they did at the MDC this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm picking them. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope Michigan State skunks everybody 10 nothing 10 nothing 10 nothing 10 nothing. No, that would be a lot of fun. For and, me, uh, at least. It would be fun for a little bit, and then when we were playing like on the second day, and it was like still ten nothing, I'd get bored of that. I'm willing to put an excessive amount of money on the fact that we will not skunk everybody ten nothing, ten nothing, ten. I would too. Okay, just just for for clarity's sake, uh, but but I you know, I'm sticking with my my gut. I'm still picking Grand Valley, but over UK. Um, UK is a fantastic team. I'll say it one. I'll say it again. Um, but yeah, Grand Valley's got it for me. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so. Those are our picks. Obviously, they're subject to change based on the pools. Um, well, we'll give you another Sunday pick on Saturday. Once the pools once come the out. Once the pools come out, we'll, we'll break through the Sunday bracket. Um, and we'll have other captains with us. So if you are a captain and you want to talk to us, we'll interview you on, on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday after the captain's meeting. Uh, there should be enough time for us to do a podcast there. So... Um, I know that a couple of the thousand captains want to do it. I think Mark said he wants to do it from Grand Valley. Chris? Uh, Is Chris, Chris might want to. Okay. Um, like Dan. Dan will probably want to. Felix. Felix Zach probably wants to. I think Spencer's going to be the captain, even though he's not a captain anymore. I mean, I don't Is know. Is he just a captain? No. Oh. I he's, just, he was. he's just a loser now. 
He's a layman. Remember what we <laughs> talked about about you not talking smack on this podcast? Well, I don't talk about Spencer. I believe I believe it was uh, Wes Peters who, who specifically said, "Damn, you're sassy as hell on this podcast," <laughs> and that, that's a very accurate way to describe you. You are very sassy. Well, I felt bad because I didn't make fun of Spencer in the last one, and I think he felt left out. Oh, I'm really I'm <laughs> sure that he felt horrible about uh, not being called out. I'm sure he I'm sure he lost sleep at night. He's like, "Why didn't Sam Heller call me out?" So now that you're making another list of enemies... Oh, and just to point this out, you called out Wes last game, <laughs> and now he's in our pool. <laughs> this couldn't work out any better for me, because I'm going to say you're going to be on the left side of the court, and I'm going to be all the way on the right side yeah, of the I'll court. i follow you along. No. <laughs> okay, Wes, for the record, if he's following me, just, just give me like an extra five seconds to get out of the way. And, and then we'll get the balls over, we'll get the balls, and then we throw him out. Mm, Perfect play, high five on that one. No, I refuse to <laughs> high five on that one. But, yeah, I, I think it's funny that half the people that you called out are probably going to be playing us. Because, I mean, are we, are we, no, you're not going to play uh, against Bolmus. Bolmus might just take a cheap shot at you, like, in the hallway or something like that. Whatever. That'd be kind of cool. It won't hurt. He throws, like, five miles per hour than I do. He does not. He throws way harder than 30 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Uh, and if you haven't noticed already on ncdadodgeball.com, there have been a couple of previews yeah. written. I think they're... Both by you? Yes. Okay. Shadid, Shadid Drake for the VCU's helped a little bit. Okay. Sh- he, did, so he did predictions. Thank you, Shadid. Um, but, again, people, we'd appreciate it if you'd add your insight. Obviously, there are some things about some teams that you know that we don't, so please let us know, uh, and we will be happy to uh, throw that up on the web for you uh, so you can read all about it. Oh, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. Right. You're good? Yeah. You don't want to talk any other smack? Um, no, please don't. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I really don't want, like, because I feel like inherently because you're talking so much smack, I feel like I'm going to get dragged into this, and I'm just sitting here laughing, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you're going to get your butt kicked, and I feel like, you know, some of the people that you're calling out, they're going to be like, oh, well, he was there, too. Mike, they're like, Mike's not defending us. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to do with you at this point. I think we, I think we need to put you in, like, a, a, a plastic bubble. And, and run you around because I think you're going to be in that much danger. Okay. Like the Bubble Boy and Seinfeld? Yeah, Bubble, bubble Boy. Okay. You know, or the movie. Either one. I didn't really like the movie, but the Seinfeld episode is pretty funny. All right. Well, either way, you're going to get your butt kicked this weekend. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Teach for, me a lesson. For Average Joe's Podcast, this is Mike Van Ehrman and Sam Hiller signing off. Thank you.